Hello and welcome to Nintendo, a podcast for KBOO Portland, looking at video game music from the past, present, and possibly the future. The Portland Retro Gaming Expo has been around for 11 years, celebrating classic video, arcade, and computer games for friends and families alike. I had the chance to attend their most recent event in October 2016. Amidst the kachins and kachons of the pinball machines and the Pokemon theme songs blaring in the background, I got to interview fellow video game podcasters and small business owners about their favorite video game music. Please excuse the audio quality for these interviews. They were recorded on my iPhone 6S in a large auditorium full of thousands of gaming fans. We're going to start off by listening to an interview with Ian and Hannah of Queen Designs. They make sort of a you know princess-themed uh, video game apparel about their favorite pieces of music. And then we'll also listen to Rick Reynolds of the Intellivisionaries podcast. In between the interview clips, I'll cut into the music that they're talking about, and then we'll discuss the music afterwards. Enjoy. And uh, your name is? Ian. Hey, and you? I'm Hannah. And where are you from? I'm from Alaska. Oh, okay. Is this your first time to Portland? Yes. What do you think of it? Uh, so far, it's very big. There's highways that go up in the air, and I have no idea what to do about it. <laughs> Uh, so I host a show called uh, Nintendo, and we look at video game music about a few times a month. Uh, is there a piece of video game music that you remember liking as a kid? Um, I, I forget exactly what they call it, but the music that plays on the first stage of Donkey Kong Country. Oh, uh, yeah, the yeah. very first, in the jungle. Yeah, the, the jungle japes or whatever they call it, but that music has stuck with me since since I first heard it. And oh, like fun. we were liter- literally listening to it on the drive over here today, so <laughs> yeah, that track mix- has always been there.
make like a mixtape or you have like a playlist of all your favorite stuff Playlist, MP3 player, so. Yeah? Yeah. And what about you? Um, I think a lot of, uh, it's like Nanaki's Red 13's theme from Final Fantasy VII. Mario, yep. which of the Dr. Mario themes? The very first one. We had an NES one? at home. Did you? Yeah. yeah. And that's a great early two-player game. I know. Great, well thank you so much. Thank you. No worries. So the first uh, piece of music we listened to was from the first stage of Donkey Kong Country. It was called DK Island Swing and uh, was composed by David Wise. This came out in uh, 1994. Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo was sort of a, a reboot of Donkey Kong, who had starred in his own arcade game, Donkey Kong. But in this one, you play as Donkey Kong's I think son or nephew or something, and it has sort of 3D rendered graphics, but it's side-scrolling, 
gameplay, and it actually got a U.S. soundtrack release called DK Jams. That's Jams with a Z at the end. And, uh, yeah, it's just a real evocative, interesting piece of music. And the next thing we heard was Red 13's theme from Final Fantasy VII uh, for the PlayStation 1, composed by Nobuo Uematsu. came out in 97. Final Fantasy VII was the first uh, game that Square Enix spent millions and millions on. Well, Squaresoft at the time, not Square Enix. But, um, you know, it has a mystical Native American influence to the music. And I think you, you sort of go in this vision quest as Red 13 to talk to his dead father. It's a, it's a very trippy scenario. And, uh, of course, there's a boss fight at the end, but um, it just sort of the, the mysterious uh, nature of Red 13's theme, as short as it is, is pretty memorable. Uh, after that, we listened to a piece of Nintendo music, Fever, from Dr. Mario, composed by Hirokazu Tanaka. Uh, 1990 is when that game came out. Dr. Mario is kind of like Tetris, but you're spinning pills and matching the colors to the viruses you're trying to eradicate from the medicine bottle. And uh, Mario really isn't in the game except like in the corner as an animated graphic. Uh, this theme really gets stuck in your head, and uh, the, this composer, Hirokazu Tanaka, might be better known for his work in games like Earthbound and the original Metroid. And the last thing we heard was an Intellivision game, and you know, those typically didn't have music. Um, I tried really hard to find a good clip of this, but unfortunately you hear gameplay sound effects in the middle, that's the best I could do. Thundercastle, from the game Thundercastle, Composed by David Warhol, but it references a few uh, classical pieces of music there. Came out way back in 1986. And it, it plays a bit like a more combat-oriented Pac-Man with a fantasy theme. There's a dragon in the first stage, and then you've got evil wizards as you get deeper in the castle, and even a little mouse there to help you out. So up next, we're going to hear um, interviews with Nick from Piera's Premium Products. They sell used games. And also... YouTube's own Gaming Historian. Uh, the Gaming Historian has a great YouTube series that talks about video game history. He actually studied, um, you know, history in college, so he knows how to do the research, and he also edits a very professional uh, product. So we'll, we'll get to hear my conversations with them, and plus talk about their music afterwards in a bit. All right, I'm. Uh, this is Matt with uh, the Nintendo Podcast uh, for KBU FM, and um, I'm here with uh, someone from the Intellivisionaries Podcast. Yeah. Name? My name is Rick Reynolds. Rick Reynolds, where are you from? Uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Have you been to Portland before? This is my first time in Portland. And what do you think? It's very fun. I, I, I yeah. really like the light rail. It's a neat, neat town. Oh, good. And um, so you do a podcast on the Intellivision. Uh, about what time was the uh, Intellivision popular for? Uh, it would have been a competitor with the original Atari 2600, so between like 1979 and maybe 1983, 84, somewhere in that neighborhood. And uh, we were just talking about um, video game music, and you mentioned there's a title called Thundercastle. Thundercastle, yeah. It has uh, some. It was one of the later games for the for the for the uh, for the platform, and it's had um, really good atmospheric music behind it. And
it was a maze chase kind of game. You run around and uh, rather than consuming dots or something like Pac-Man, you had like one or two or three enemies that you had to turn the tables on. And, and uh, it had a lot of uh, strategy, bait and wait kind of tactics in it. And it still holds up pretty good today? I think it is. It's one of my favorites on the platform. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, thanks very much. Thank you. All right, so I'm uh, Matt from Nintendo and for KBOO here, and uh, I am speaking to uh, someone from Pura's Premium Products. Your name, sir? Uh, Nick. And where are you from? Seattle. And you've been to, oh, so you've been to Portland before? Uh, a few times. Well, a few times? Yeah. How is this? Have you been to the show before? Uh, no, it's my first year here. I'm, I'm pretty time. impressed with the crowd. Oh, you? yeah, yeah. It's a great locker, isn't I expected it to be. So we were just talking about uh, video game music, and what are some favorite video game music tunes that you liked? My all-time favorite is from Kirby Superstar. They're like dun 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 dun. dun. time favorite stuck in my favorite? head uh, and the ones from Super Smash Brothers Melee probably is there a stage in Smash Brothers Melee Final Destination for sure why Final Destination I don't know man they like the music's so epic for a video game
games like that one. And is Melee, is that your favorite Smash Brothers? Oh, by far. That's why? still my favorite game of all time. Why, why that one over some of the other ones? Yeah, I feel like it's the deepest. It's like the most refined. Like the fighting style, I think, is the coolest. It's not completely broken. Where like you know some items are just ridiculous, like in Brawl, where like you get the Smash Ball and it's like the end of the game. It's like you know you can turn off items. You can even have items on. It's still competitive for people that aren't as good as people just playing without items. So it's a lot more customization. I'd say, well, for me at least, like I'm just I'm more of a purist. Like I don't like how they added so much stuff to the new ones. There's all these like sure. weird characters in the new ones. But I really like for some reason Melee has like, always stood out to me as a really great game. Okay, well, great. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, sure. So I met with Nintendo for KBOO here at the Retro Portland Video Game Expo, and I'm here with the gaming historian. Have you been to this uh, expo before? I have. I came here. Last year was my first year. I was blown away, and I'm here again. It's easily the best retro gaming convention in the country. I'm really impressed by the turnout. This is my first time coming and seeing the, the little kids playing the old games and all the pinball machines. Yep, it's pretty they have cool. The, little, the uh, old school, like 70s yeah. living room setup. Uh-huh. That's with, very with the popular. Couches. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, on Gaming Historian, you've talked about a lot of games throughout the years and even touched on music. What's yeah. a, what are some pieces of video game music that you really enjoy that speak to you? Um, probably my favorite piece of all time is from a game called uh, Star Ocean, The Second Story. Uh-huh. If you're familiar with that. The PlayStation 1? PlayStation 1. Yep. Um, it was kind of an obscure um, NX RPG, um, but it's one of my favorites, and there's uh, a theme from one of the characters named Rena, uh-huh. and it's one of the first pieces of music you hear when the main character lands on this like planet. Sure. It's just a very beautiful, touching song. And there's like a forest background. It's just, it's very emotional. music that I heard that I was like um, video games are evolving like this is like pushing beyond just like you know NES Super NES just like the little chip tune oh yeah just, sure. like, fully orchestrated music it was just gorgeous it felt like a movie soundtrack has that piece ever been performed like on an orchestral CD yes there is a live they, they did an orchestral live rendition of that song um, I think it was only out in Japan uh-huh but yeah they have they have redone that several times that must have been real fun for you to hear that done by an orchestra on yeah, that album. Yeah, I found it on YouTube. A few oh, okay, years ago. yeah. Um, the original is not orchestral. I think they use like keyboards, and uh-huh. stuff, but uh, yeah. 
very excited. I love when they do the orchestral remakes. Sure. Uh, I went to Final Fantasy Distant Worlds yeah. concert in St. Louis last year, and it was incredible. Yeah, I went to a Final Fantasy concert 10 years ago in Atlanta. I think it was one of the first ones in the United States. Yeah. And you had a lot of very confused mothers taking their little boys and girls to see it. But everyone, you know, had fun. It gets people going to a classical music concert that wouldn't go to that venue normally.
wife. Oh. Who doesn't doesn't really play games. Uh-huh. Um, and I just said, hey, you know, I'd love to go to this. So we went. Um, and she was blown away by how good it was. She couldn't believe that, like, that, that was in video games. And I was like, yeah, it's, I mean, they compose music like any other form of entertainment. Yeah. Well, yeah. great. Well, thank you so much for your thank time. You. So we just heard a wide variety of music there. Let's let's go over what we just listened to. There was Gourmet Race from Kirby Superstar for the Super Nintendo. This was composed by Dan Miyakawa and Jun Ishikawa. Came out in '96. Uh, Kirby Superstar is one of the last Super Nintendo games that came out in the United States, and it was a collection of eight short Kirby games. One of which is a loose remake of the original Game Boy Kirby game that started it all. Uh, this later got a re-release in the Nintendo DS. If you never played a Kirby game, they're a lot of fun. You you typically uh, is side-scrolling like the old Mario games, but instead of hopping on enemies, which you can do, you can swallow them and and sort of absorb their being. You can swallow an enemy with a sword and then transform into Kirby with a sword, or you can you know swallow a, a snowman and and shoot ice cubes if you want. It gives a nice tactical variety to the gameplay. As the U.S. commercial said, he's one tough cream puff. Gourmet Race is just a peppy piece of music, and Nintendo uses it over and over again in the Kirby games. It's not hard to see why. And next was a uh, music that's, I believe, from a Kirby stage in Super Smash Bros. Melee for the GameCube, Final Destination. This uh, music was by Hirokazu Ando, Shogo Sakai, and Tadashi Ikigami. It, it's quite um, epic-sounding. I mean, I can see why fans like this stage music in particular. It feels like a real fight to the finish and if you never played a smash brothers game a, a lot of hardcore fans feel super smash brothers melee for the gamecube is the best it's a four player fighting game where different nintendo characters fight each other imagine pikachu fighting mario fighting uh, luigi following fighting captain falcon it's it, it's pretty bizarre and even in the latest versions of the game for the wii u uh, you can have like eight people fighting at once it gets pretty intense but it's less of a serious fighting game than say a street fighter or a mortal Kombat. you know befitting nintendo's kind of childish veneer um it, it's it's more for kids that doesn't mean it's not fun but i, I find it a little bit too simplistic uh, next we heard the gaming historian's favorite piece of video game music the theme of arena from star ocean second story this came out for the playstation uh, composed by matoy sakuruba it came out in the United States in 1999. It was a pretty um, limited print run in the U.S. It was, was a bit obscure, kind of hard to find. And it's an RPG where when you get into fights, instead of being turn-based and kind of boring, it's more action-based. You get to move around, uh, albeit on a two-dimensional plane. And uh, you can, uh, I think the coolest thing about Star Ocean, besides the fact that it kind of has sci-fi trappings, but then you crash in sort of like a fantasy planet, is that you can have specialties in all these weird areas like cooking, or reading, or herbal medicine, that you can even go to that depth is is rather impressive, and I don't know how useful it is, but it's a neat touch that I think makes the series kind of special, and we closed out with Terra's theme. It's originally from Final Fantasy VI for the Super Nintendo uh, by Nobuo Uematsu in 94, but we heard a live orchestral version from the 2010 album Distance Worlds 2, more music from Final Fantasy. I got to hear this uh, orchestral version played live in Atlanta, Georgia, in, I think, um, you know, 2005. And it was real, really quite the treat to hear video game music live at an orchestra. And you, you have kids taking their confused mothers, but by the end, everyone enjoys it. And uh, I hope you like this episode. It's a little bit... Uh, sorry it's been so long. It'll be less of a wait for the next one. 
I, I promise I have more ideas uh, lined up for future episodes. And hope you enjoyed this episode of Nintendo, a podcast for KBOO Portland. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Nintendo Show. And you can also look us up on Facebook.